This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM Dunedin's awesome morning show. Yes, and time now for our final catch-up for a wee while anyway with Paul Pope from the Otago Peninsula Community Board who joins us on the line now. Morena, Paul, good to have you with us again. Morena, Jeff, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Paul. And, uh, yeah, just um, reflecting on the fact that uh, this will be our last catch-up for a wee while as we move into that all-important election cycle around uh, community boards and other local body representation. It's an important time of year, isn't it? Yeah, it is an important time of the year and it's an opportunity for people to get out and vote and select the candidates that they want to represent them. Um, you know, sadly in New Zealand, only about 42% of registered voters actually vote in, uh, in local government elections and I I actually really do feel that's pretty disappointing given the, the outreach that uh, councils have in their everyday lives. So I would really encourage people from 18 to... 80, 80 or 90, uh, even 100, to uh, make sure that they exercise their democratic right and cast a vote. Yeah, we're living a lot longer now, Paul. You might have to go beyond 100 as well. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, look, it's always great to catch up, so let's 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 get into it. Um, we wanted to talk about the Otago Peninsula Snail Trail. I haven't heard oh, of this. Oh, yes. Well, you know, as you know, we've... We've had these 40 kilometre an hour speed limits uh, imposed upon us by the City Council, and not everyone's happy. So, um, I, you know, like we have scenic routes. Often you see the scenic route to Owaka and out to the Catlin. So I think I think we might have to just nickname it uh, the Otago Peninsula Snail Trail because... Uh, <laughs> Because there seems to be there seems to be some one or two people as I say that uh, that feel that, uh, that it's a little slow. Look, it's it's been a, an issue, and people are. I'm just. I guess I'm trying to poke a little bit of fun at it, uh, just to, to ease off some of the people's frustration. So uh, the next time you're out on the uh, Otago Peninsula Snail Trail. Uh, as I say, uh, make sure that uh, you keep to the, you know, the new speed limits that we have. Well, yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to change any time soon. Um, so um, uh, the the serious side of it is, uh, you know, you brought up before too, Paul, is that, that there are uh, frustrations around it. The way not to take it out is in the manner of your driving. Uh, so yeah. just make sure you take care regardless of what uh, the speed limit is. I think the funniest thing I heard the other day, though, was someone said, someone said that... Uh, you know the speed limits all very well, but uh, they got passed by someone on an electric bike uh, when they were in their car. So, <laughs> you know, I can sort of see that. And like I say, what I'm trying to do is turn this into some humour. Uh, I think it's the only thing we can do. If we, if we don't lie, if we don't sorry, if we don't lie, if we don't laugh, uh, then uh, what do we have? Well, here's a subject we probably can't laugh about too much, and that's the amount of plastic in our oceans. Oh, look, uh, Look after the heavy storms that we had, you've got to be concerned just about the amount of plastic that was picked up. I see, I think it's Our Seas, Our Future did a big clean-up recently. And, uh, look, I, I did a submission a couple of, about two or three times now to the Otago Regional Council and to the City Council. <laughs> you know, uh, Otago, the Otago coastline is actually one of the worst plastic-polluted uh, areas in New Zealand, believe it or not. Uh, some research that was done by some massive researchers showed that... Uh, the amount of plastic found on our inshore areas of the harbour is actually quite significant. Um, the problem with that too is, it, obviously, as it as it breaks down, it becomes microplastic, and that enters our food chain and uh, also into our wildlife. And 
you know, I really do hope that both the city council and the regional council can can come to the party. One of one of the things that we asked for was special types of nets that wrap plastic coming out of stormwater drains that run into the harbour, and uh, we'll continue to advocate for those sorts of things because our wildlife, our biodiversity, our recreational fishing, uh, you know, our, our shellfish is a big part of uh, life out here on the peninsula and a big part of life in the city, and it would be terrible to start seeing uh, microplastics entering the food chain for sure. Indeed. We've already seen recently research showing that microplastics have reached Antarctica. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was an eye-opener for those who did a clean-up recently, as you mentioned, just to see how yep. much was there and we perhaps don't appreciate uh, the degree of the problem. So yeah, thanks for bringing that to us att- our attention, Paul. Uh, an update on the Hedeweka Trail. Oh, here we could trail. Yeah, look, uh, going gangbusters. So um, the community board have put in $3,500 to the Here Wicked Trust uh, to see this project uh, undertaken. What it will mean is the trail coming from Portobello over Hirawika Road uh, up through some private land and then on to up to Harbour Cone. So you'll basically be able to catch a bus, drive, get a bike to Portobello, and then actually be able to do the walk around Harbour Cone Come back, um, pick up your bike, have a coffee, have a beer, uh, and and get the bus or your bike or your or your vehicle home. This is a big initiative uh, for the peninsula. It's a new initiative, and uh, we're hoping to see this uh, completed um, perhaps by the end of the year. Oh, that's stunning news, and it's such a beautiful part of, well, the whole peninsula is beautiful, of course, but that's it's, bound to attract locals and visitors alike. Oh, it's, it's, it's just something different. Normally, you know, from Portobello to Harbour Cone, you've either you have to drive, and what we're trying to do is actually connect uh, existing land up to there, so that you can actually do it as a as a sort of a half day uh, walk with the kids or uh, with 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 family, um, and walk on the steps of Tarawai. Ta- the, of course, Tarawai, the uh, the Kaitahu chief, uh, uh, lived on, in a cave on Harbour Cone at some at one stage. Um, and of course, it's also the very historic, uh, from the point of view of, uh, of early colonial work as well. Next topic on our list, a curious one. This one, Ray's Bream, a fishy tale of excess. Oh, so one of the things that's happened recently, and it, it, it's kind of it's it's interesting, but it's also kind of worrying. We've had a lot of fish uh, being washed up into our inshore uh, beaches around the Otago Peninsula. And they're actually raised bream, which are actually a very deep water fish. Um, and there's been huge numbers of these fish washed up uh, around beaches uh, on the Otago Peninsula. And actually, raised bream are a very good eating fish, a lovely white flesh. And uh, locals and, and visitors alike have actually been uh, availing themselves of the bounty because a lot of these fish are they're still alive when they are swept up onto onto the beaches. And people are picking them up and taking them home and eating them. But but it's also an indication of something else because these are a deep water fish. Um, they're not found normally, as I say, in, in shallow harbours or in, in the harbour. And it indicates somewhere along the line that something has gone on offshore, uh, some sort of disturbance, uh, some sort of uh, change in temperature, some sort of change in, in food chain. Something has happened to bring these fish into the harbour. And I guess it follows on from our discussion about plastic. You know, we our environment is is around the peninsula and around the city is just so fragile, and there are so many things that we don't know about it. So, while people are availing themselves of uh, fresh fish for dinner, 
um, bear in mind, as I say, that we, we're seeing a phenomenon here that, that could be very worrying for the city. Indeed, and it's a phenomenon that's happening in other parts of the country, in other parts of the world too, and, uh, yep. and things do point to temperature changes in the water as being one of the key um, causes of this type of event. So goodness knows, unless we start turning the uh, the numbers back a bit, what else we might see that we haven't expected uh, over the coming yep. years. Absolutely. Shakespeare and sailing, to be or not to be, Paul? Oh, so uh, finally we've had uh, two really great scholarship winners uh, from the community board. Um, we've had uh, a young woman who's going to uh, act on the at the Globe Theatre in London uh, as part of a Shakespeare performance. Uh, he was a wonderful uh, candidate for one of our uh, scholarships. And uh, another young woman who is away also to go on Outward Bound. So uh, you couldn't get anything uh, two two issues or two two women too as far apart in terms of their interests. But uh, what fantastic representatives uh, for the Otago Peninsula and for the city, uh, the Globe Theatre. Uh, you know, uh, a little plug for my my father. My father was born within a block of the Globe Theatre in the city of London, uh, on on the bank side of right beside the River Thames. So um, yeah, quite exciting. Uh, to see, uh, as I say, a local local young woman go uh, to do something fantastic on the world stage and outward bound, uh, just uh, iconic in New Zealand as far as training and, uh, and teaching young people about the outdoors. So very excited for those two young women. And ex- uh, an example also of how local community boards can help along the way. Exactly, it's what we uh, it's what we do. We want to invest in our in our. Um, in our rakatai, uh, and uh, we want to invest in those people to, as I say, be ambassadors, but also to uh, and bring knowledge back to our community and, uh, and to their whānau. Just finally, uh, Paul, water tap movements, bring us up to date. So um, Portobello is fortunate. It has a public water tap that actually helps with people who are not on uh, uh, reticulated supply. Um, at the moment, that sits right on the main street of Portobello, and, and people uh, come there and fill up their uh, their tanks, especially when it's been dry, and it has been dry over the uh, autumn period. Uh, unfortunately, with the change with the Peninsula Connection, that, that tap is actually going to be shifted. Um, so uh, we're going to see that tap actually shifted over to the Coronation Hall. Uh, I'm not sure whether that'll be permanent. It may just be temporary. Uh, but... Um, as I say, uh, rest assured for those listeners who live out there and collect their water from there, there will still be water available for them. And uh, as I say, it just means uh, they'll be at the local hall instead of the main street. Well, Paul Pope from Otago Peninsula Community Board joining us here for today's edition of Round the Boards. And Paul, we've covered off a diverse range of topics as we always do. And I want to thank you for the time you've taken each time we've had an addition to um, to reflect on things that are going on in your community. I know you're a passionate advocate for the people and indeed for the environment and other aspects of community that are so important to you and the rest of us here in Ōtipoiti, Dunedin as well. Um, good luck. Thanks so much for your contributions and we hope to catch up with you again soon. Uh, kia ora, Jeff, and uh, thank you for uh, for the time. Uh, I always enjoy having our chats on a Tuesday. Uh, it, it's nice to let people know what's going on and, and what boards do. I think um, some people sometimes are not fully au fait of what actually community boards do, and uh, yeah, sometimes I'm sort of a bit irreverent about some of the some of the things that we deal with. But that's all part of life. And like I say, if, uh, if we weren't laughing, well, what do we have after that? Indeed. So, Good luck and uh, hopefully we'll see you after October. Indeed. Kia ora, Paul. Thanks so much.
That was Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM, Dunedin's awesome morning show. For more information about Dunedin's six community boards and contact details, visit the Dunedin City Council website, dunedin.govt.nz or phone 477-4000. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.